What's up, everyone? This is your host, Daniel. And Javi, and you're listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We're just two brown best amigos talking about everything and anything through a Latino and indigenous perspective. In this podcast, we uplift indigenous and Latino insights on a variety of topics that highlight the intersectionality of both cultures. Expect some tears, joy, and definitely laughter. Imagine chilling with your two best friends, talking smack, and throwing a little shade. <laughs> <laughs> What is up, our <laughs> take two? <laughs> what is up, everybody? It's your boy Javi and Daniel with the Brown Sound Podcast, uh, coming We're to you back. with yeah, season two, ep- no season two, season five, episode <laughs> two. Chickax, it feels like it's been a minute. Um, it's been rusty. Yeah, it has. You know, we kind of were a little bit behind in putting out our first episode of season five, so it kind of dropped later than normal. So I think it kind of yeah. kind of messed with the flow here, but yeah, yeah. but you know, nonetheless, we are back. Oh, we, are, <laughs> we are back. Estamos aquí, and we are excited. Um, you know, with with some good content, I think today we've we've done yeah. some soul reflecting and searching, and mm-hmm. uh, we we want to get into something uh that I think impacts all of us, especially as it relates to our communities. But before we get into yes. that, Chicks, how was your weekend? Our our two fans want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our number one fan. No, yeah. um, over the weekend I spent. You know, I got so. I spent a lot of t- I spent like the day with my family on Saturday. I just disconnected from my phone and I attended a memorial service for my mom's uh, dad, my my late grandfather who passed a year about a year ago. So um, I just spent the whole day with my family and I got to be in a ceremony with them and um, I got to learn a little bit more about like his side of the family, the Cinnaboyne Sioux background. So I got to attend a um, a ceremony that's pretty. I mean, it's the way way it was set up it's like a very sacred and, and very sentimental thing so i don't want to get in too much into it because it's you know the cultural yeah. sensitivity stuff but yeah. but nonetheless it was a great weekend i feel like i got you know i feel like i got closure on stuff and i had like a very come to healing day oh, that's through through song and through prayer and stuff like that so it, it was you know i've been feeling really good i since then since last saturday i've been you know just in a good good headspace so it's oh, it, it that's was nice awesome. um without getting too much into details cheek so these um these days right where you're like healing and you're doing songs and mm-hmm. prayer um these happen like is it once a year is that how often they happen or um i believe this type of ceremony happens yearly like once a year but this was my first time ever attending and it was oh, okay. um it was i mean i'm just still not familiar with all of it just because i it was just the first time attending this type of ceremony and, and it was it was a beautiful thing to see and yep. witness and and feel you know but yeah i i would say it's a yearly thing that people in my community participate in yeah no that sounds great and and just for our listeners um is this something that's specific um to like only like community members that they can go to or like anyone that's invited can participate um i believe it is open to like you know everyone i think it depends on how you participate in you know in a respectful way um but i do believe it is kind of open to anyone that you know wants to attend and show support and things like that it's i don't think it's like locked off i don't know though but that's i from my experience it seemed like there were a lot of visitors and, and guests so it was it was a good you yeah. know i think it was a good amount of mix of like community members and like visitors and stuff yeah no that's yeah great, Chick-X. it was good I, it was good it was good i you know that that makes me think a little bit of um not the same 
little bit different, but when my grandpa passed, um, we went to Mexico and we followed a lot of the um, like traditional Catholic, um, you know, like processes, I guess is what I would mm-hmm. call them. And um, it was like anybody that was kind of near that lived nearby that like had known my grandpa or like knew my family kind of just stopped by and, you know, we yeah. just be with everybody in it. It kind of feels a little bit cool that, you know, like every, you know, whoever shows up mm-hmm. um, is there to just like think about like honoring or the memory or celebrating yeah. the life of um, and that's i i totally connect with that and and it is there's something about like just being with family in situations like that that mm-hmm. kind of fills your your heart a little bit in in um just being there for that for that yeah. reason i guess sure. i don't know i'm like i don't know how i want to phrase this but <laughs> yeah yeah no it was it was the only way i could explain it is very powerful in a healing way you know mm-hmm. there was a moment where um you know i just was in my feels you know i was i was crying and i don't normally cry so it was like i don't know i think i needed to let it out so i just did and it and so yeah it was it was good it was something that i uh would definitely you know attend again and and learn more about just because i do have you know roots in that culture the cinnabon Sioux, nakota you know i i was like i am nimi poo i was born and raised in in my nespers culture but i do have like other tribal ancestry like umatilla cayuse the cinnabon Sioux. so uh but I, for me, I, I just am more familiar with my Nimi Poop culture, so that's what I yeah. um, I'm just I guess comfortable with. But yeah, but yeah, um, so it, it's it's in, it's interesting though. It is. Um, and just a quick question to you: Where is the Cinnabon Seuss uh, tribe like traditionally located? Like in what states? Um, I believe they're like so they're in Montana, like Fort Peck, the Fort Peck Indian Reservation, it's over in Montana. But I believe like the Nakota people were in like the. Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, maybe little parts of Canada, I think. I'm not too, okay. like I said, I'm not too familiar with that. But from my understanding, I, they're like Plains, Plains native. So um, yeah. from the from the Plains. So yeah. Oh, yeah. It's interesting, though. It's interesting to find out like a piece of me that I didn't know and yeah. was kind of missing. And I got to kind of experience that side of my culture on a different. So it's just, it was yeah. a really quite the experience. I definitely appreciate my family for including us in that and stuff. So it was really cool. Yeah. No, I and thank you for sharing. Um, I know it's always interesting, like how everybody deals with like remembering or honoring their like loved ones that have passed, mm-hmm. and we all do it a little bit different. Every culture, um, and you know, it's. I think the key thing for me for things like that is um, always honor the life and celebrate the life instead of like mourn it and be like in a sad. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Um, Cause it, cause that's not really healing. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Chick yeah. how was your weekend? What, um, other than that, anything else that you do this past weekend? Um, no, I, you know, I, spent a whole day out in out in the wilderness in the woods and then sunday i just relaxed all day i got a really nice tan finally i was like oh thank god i'm out of my winter white now i'm i'm brown again no but um yeah i did get a nice little tan from being up there in in you know in in the woods um (laughs) other than that you know we did have something really cool though that happened earlier this week we got to share about the brown sound and kind of like our motivation with the podcast with a program that you are very familiar with and it's, it seemed yes. like a like a full circle moment which was pretty cool you want to explain it, to the listeners what we sure did? sure yeah so this uh past 
Tuesday, Daniel and I were asked to speak to Native youth mm -hmm. that are participating in the HOIST program. If you've never heard of HOIST, it's Helping Orient Indian Students and Teachers. So it's a, I mean, it might be different now, but um, I believe it's a six week long summer camp uh, mm -hmm. where students from different tribes, so if they're like enrolled or affiliated or like have descendancy, can participate. Mm -hmm. um, typically it's high school age students that can come to this. Um, they have to apply. They do go through a competitive process to be accepted but essentially what happens is they're accepted they um are brought up to the U university of idaho for a summer so they actually live in the dormitories and Ooh. they participate in classes uh to get like college credits when i was there the students were um also partnered up with um like different departments so like if a mm. that were stem related so if a student was really interested in like you know biology or environmental science or something like that we would find uh members um like instructors or like deans or colleges that had like classes going on or that were doing research and the students would get to participate in that work. And then um, at the end of the six weeks, they would present on like what they learned. And mm. part of that was to get the students more interested in STEM related fields, because as as you know and understand, uh, <laughs> representation for our communities isn't that big in STEM fields. Um, mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that we're not smart enough, that we don't um, know enough, that we can't be in those spaces. It mm -hmm. just means that that more often than not, than not, we don't have the opportunities to know or understand yep. what what STEM is, um, mm -hmm. let alone try to try to get into those fields because traditionally they're known to be difficult, right, or challenging. Yeah. And so that's that's a thing. And I have very fond memories of the Hoist program because that was aside from being your friend, um, that was my very first experience in working with Native youth and just Native um, populations. And mm -hmm. so it's really funny because we had I was a resident mentor and we had Charito who's my good friend you remember her mm -hmm. she told me about it I applied and I kind of got in um and we had non-brown folks as residential mentors and <laughs> I quickly learned um how native youth and like just native communities <laughs> they use humor which is very much like latino culture right Terrorize so we tease out of yeah, people <laughs> exactly so the kids would tease us a lot but you know and i remember tarito and i would just give it right back because you know we're used to that yeah. it's part of our culture so if someone terrorizes you you terrorize them back and it yeah but not in a way that's disrespectful or anything like that but it's kind of a way to build bonds build community yeah. and, it, and it worked that way for us so quickly you know the the kids in the program were like cool with us they liked us yeah but for our non-brown folks that aren't used to that um i remember conversations of oh i feel picked on oh they don't like <laughs> me <laughs> and i'm like no they're teasing you because they do but yeah you know, the, the other <laughs> thing is <laughs> like it'd be more i'd be more worried if i didn't get terrorized you right. Know? right so i remember that um that was one of the very first times that i also learned about just like cultural things within like indigenous communities um the kids from lapway would all say nay at the end of like <laughs> a joke and so that's like the very first time that i also learned about that so mm -hmm. we just you know we'd be cracking jokes on each other and the and the kids would all be like nay 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 you know <laughs> and, it, yep. and then uh 
I'm like, I've never heard that. So then I, you know, I would kind of tease the kids a little bit too about Nay, and it, it was funny and it was it was good. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we had we had some some students that were from Blackfoot, Idaho, so from the Shoshone Bannock tribe, and they oh. would all instead of say Nay, they would say E. So they were. Yeah. That was their. That was their every thing. every tribal community has a different way of like Nay. Either there's Nay, A, E, uh, ooh. like there's like a lot of you know. <laughs> But yeah, um, a lot of vowels. <laughs> if you had, if you had to explain to the listeners what nay is, how would you describe it? Because I don't uh, know that I know it. Because it could mean like nay, like that was dumb, nay. or like yeah. I would take nay as like uh, in a sense of like just kidding or like whatever. Because sometimes you could even say like, say if there's like maybe like an ugly person walking, you're like oh, there's your girlfriend, and they're like nay, you know, like like whatever. <laughs> or you could joke around, like or when you're just joking around. Like sometimes you'd be like, like I don't know. Sometimes when I see certain people, I I'll be like, nay, and they'll be like, just turn around, nay, and it's like that's all you say because it's just kind of like, nay, what are you doing, you know? Or yeah, it's like a thing, but it's so weird because I I nay a lot, but then I notice when I'm around like my non-native friends, like I turn it off because I like I know they don't get it sometimes. So <laughs> I always it's always weird like code switching nay because I feel like I, I say it all the time when I'm around like my native people but then when it, but yeah it's just every tribe has a different way of things. Like even like in the Umatilla res like they say Anna like it's like Anna like what? Like Anna <laughs> or like sometimes it's like Anna you know like like kind of like gee but yeah I think it just depends on where you're at because I've heard people say nay a ye or Oh, yeah. or, you know, so, but yeah, nays to, to us here in Lapway and in, in the Nimipu Res, nays is kind of like a, no, whatever, or just kidding yeah. or type of thing. But yeah, so. And, and so like that, you know, part of that was like a little thing that <laughs> like I picked up and I've noticed the code switching in you, like, cause whenever we're like on the res hanging out with like, you know, friends mm-hmm. like this past weekend that we were at, like, yeah. you know, for me, it's very normal. Like once the conversations get going, the humor gets like going, yeah. like it's just. But I feel like it makes it funnier. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, whatever's cause... going on, it just adds to the flavor of the joke. I don't know. It just mm-hmm. makes it like there's a there's <laughs> there's an auntie here on our res. Her name's Carla. Shout out to Carla Dumbo. No. Anyone that knows Carla knows she has like the most like legendary nay because it's like <laughs> it's like nay. <laughs> Like, it's, like, very, like, it builds up, and it's, like, and it's loud. It's, like, full-on, like, native anti-vibes. It's, yeah, Car- Carla's awesome. I always love when I run into her because she's always, like, meh, It's just, yeah, it's, shout-out to Carla. I don't know if she listens, but maybe one of her family members will be, like, talking about Carla's name on the Brown <laughs> Carla, your name is uh, legendary, documented here on the Brown yeah, it is. <laughs> no, but um, I, I think one of the cool things that I just learned – from being part of that program was just you know the resiliency of like indigenous communities mm-hmm. also like the pride that everybody has in their community um from just the littlest thing to the because that that was one of the things i remember like some of my students being like oh that's um they're from up river and like no we're 
from yeah. that boy like that was a thing yeah that's a thing and then they're like oh they're just show bands you know or like yeah. you know things like that and it, so i'm like well no i don't know what that means like explain you know what i mean yeah. and so i learned so much i learned random words here and there from um so i would teach my students spanish and they would teach me nimipu mm-hmm. um and i i joke about it all the time because at the end of my very first year <laughs> the students had all taught me how to say uh, um, and i'm saying it weird because i'm you know i'm not from the community but i probably said it worse um and so i gave like a little speech about like how just you know mm-hmm. being part of the program and meeting everybody like really changed my life and i was just happy to for that opportunity and i said that um so i said <laughs> i closed my my little speech with and everybody just <laughs> Uh, and it's you know it's pretty much like yeah. probably like a non-brown person at a mexican restaurant saying gracias you know yeah. or something like that can um, i get some but... chips con queso yeah. <laughs> can i get some salsa verde the green sauce yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um no i just have so really good memories you know and mm-hmm. one of the other things that i just really loved about like the hoist program was that it gave um the students the opportunity to get off out of their reservations where they normally yeah. might not have that opportunity mm-hmm. and then also just experience something different you know like i yeah. remember we ate at bob's and the students would be like oh that food's gross like it's not <laughs> and i'm like i'm there with you i get it doesn't have flavor but <laughs> i love a bob's pizza though shout out yeah. i remember like my freshman year at u of i that's where we i had to have my meal puns at bob's and i had just yeah. got there for the pizza that was it i'm like okay would... pizza or i'd go to like the little sub sandwich spot where they just make me a sandwich i wouldn't eat anything yeah any other ethnic food they would try to attempt to make i'm like that is not enchiladas (laughs) and and uh no but it was just kind of learning all those little cultural nuances it was really Mm -hmm. my first introduction into just indigenous culture and i feel Mm -hmm. like that was great and as much as i was taking from the students um that was one of the times where i was also like i need to give them back um i need to share my my culture with them and i remember charito and i would do that a lot um, but I just I feel I am and then the students that went through the program now that they've like grown up and like have gone mm-hmm. on to like graduate or like you know do cool things in their community yeah. like that that was um that was pretty cool um full circle moment with us presenting to this uh particular class was that the coordinator who's overseeing the program currently her name is Dakota mm-hmm. Kidder she was one of my students in the hoist program <laughs> when when I was a residential mentor yeah. so uh, I, I just thought that was you know pretty cool cool thing yeah it was definitely a cool thing yeah it was it's all you know for me like i feel like this past year and a half i've been you know getting asked to speak to more youth things and so for me anytime i get to speak to the youth about you know my experience or whatever i'm always gonna do it just because it's like that's that's like my it's like that's like one of my like i feel like as a community member that's like one of our ways of giving back into our community is obviously like pouring into the youth and and trying to like inspire them hopefully but i know for me it was fun because because even well, even this year's hoist group or that was there, a lot of them were like Shoshone Bannock or Shoshone Paiute. And I remember making a joke like, dang, I'm surrounded by a bunch of Shoshones. You know, like <laughs> it's just like one of those funny like rivalry things. Cause like in Nespers, like 
to say Shoshone Bannock is Tiwelka, which means enemy. And it's so oh. it's like one of those funny things. Like historically, <laughs> the, the Shoshone Bannock people and the Nimipu people were, you know, not they weren't they weren't picking roses together, you know. <laughs> so but I mean, now in today's time, I don't think it's really like that. It's more of just a funny terrorizing thing. Like we, you know, it's yeah. like just a, out of terrorizing. But no, it was it was cool. I always enjoy that and got to in one of the kids that oh, he's now a mentor there. He's actually one of the kids I used to work with. When I worked with the Boys and Girls Club, Justin Rabago Johnson. He yeah. was the one that you met through Zoom too. And so he was one of the kids that I used to like know from the Boys and Girls Club. He always hang out with me in my area and stuff. So it's always cool to see the kids that you like, not necessarily raised, but like the kids that you <laughs> kind of like, you know, like got to see grow up and yeah. do cool things. So yeah, it, it was it was a cool moment. Definitely shout out to yeah. Dakota for asking us and Hoist. Yeah, and and um, not to get like too sentimental because like I'm not I'm not, but. <laughs> Uh, one of one of the I think one of the cool takeaways of just speaking to that group was that we both got vulnerable about like our upbringings, right? We talked yeah. about like you know I talked about being son of immigrants. I talked about mm-hmm. like growing up low income. I talked about like even my college journey and how that was kind of difficult to navigate or finding mm-hmm. community in college. Um, but if I remember correctly, I think one of my favorite parts about that just exchange was asking the students about some of the topics that we had discussed. Right. Um, to say like who's dealt with this who's dealt with that who's Mm -hmm. um who's had someone pass away in their life who has grown up low income not necessarily tell us but like if that resonates with you think about it and then us saying like it's important for you to understand that you know a lot of people have that same perspective or that same experience and even and and through that though we've been able to overcome a lot of those challenges and barriers and you know we're where we are now and you can get there too Um, yeah and so it, it was kind of cool to just say like you know use your voice take up your space like you belong in those places that you feel uncomfortable with um Mm -hmm. or in and and just own your your identity own own your culture and and be authentic to yourself that was pretty cool yeah we were definitely some brown town uncles talking to the nieces and (laughs) nephews y'all listen now (laughs) yeah listen to uncle daniel no it it was really good i'm i'm really thankful for it so um yeah thanks again hoist thanks again and yep. the UI Native American Student Center for, and University of Idaho for, for having us. It's always a pleasure. Um, sure. GKX, I was going to ask you, you have some big plans coming up soon. Yeah, well, I mean, just weekend plans, you know, um, heading over to Pendleton, Oregon for the Pendleton Whiskey Music Festival. Uh, there's a big there's a big concert Saturday with uh, Flo Rida, Kane Brown. He's a country singer and Flo Rida, you know Flo Rida. But yeah. um, there's Love a lot of different... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know her. Um, was... Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, but there's like a, it's like a big music festival that goes on from Friday to Saturday. So I'm excited to go and hang out. My, I'm going with my sisters and my niece. Um, we we're heading over Saturday. Well, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to go Friday or just go Saturday. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Usually it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I, you know, obviously I can't hang like I used to. So I, <laughs> I, my, my Pendleton friends, they're wild. So I'm like, I'm a little nervous. I'm like, dang, you guys are still so like freshly 21 you know but we're all 30 now so but i don't know how they do it but 
Yeah, so I, I'm excited, you know. Other than that, what do you got going on this weekend? Uh, Cheekex, not a lot of big plans, but I am... Any um, dates? Just kidding. Any <laughs> dates. Uh, I have not had any dates recently, but... Wow. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, I really want to get out and uh, float the Boise River. Like, this time last oh, year, yeah. I would have already floated it, like, ten times. Yeah. <laughs> um, you would and, have been nice and tan, but you still look yeah, white. I still have my 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 winter white cheek kicks. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I'm darker than you. Yeah, <laughs> finally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cheek kicks. When you surround yourself with a lot of soy apple people, you just become one. Just kidding. <laughs> They're rubbing off on you. <laughs> no, but um, I I'm excited to get out there. I usually do that with my family, my siblings. We make like yeah. a family thing. Um, and definitely with close friends too but you know I, I will say this if you've never floated the boise river like go and do it it's so much fun you don't even yeah. need to have the equipment they rent it out for you so you can drive oh, you can to rent stuff there yeah you can Dang, rent you you can that. um you can go park at um it's called ann morrison park they have shuttles mm. they you just pay three dollars oh, wow. for a like bus a... to take you up to where you kick off and then when you get there um you it's called barber park you can go and rent like a two for a raft um and then just kick off from there and and go down so it's it's a it's a chill vibe it's a good vibe i haven't yet floated the boise river i know you always invite me but you know me i don't i don't really swim but i mean i would definitely float the river but i'm also like because i'm from the different part of idaho where it's like more naturey vibe so like your version of a river and my version of a river are two completely (laughs) different things because the rivers we have up here are like beautiful we have nice you know That's nature true. scenery so when i see like the snake river i'm like oh, I <laughs> <laughs> you know, i'm from the area of the clearwater river and I, so when i see the snake river i'm like I, I will give you that because i i've been up to selway with you we got to yeah. like hang out at that um what, what, what river was that i don't know that's the clear water that's the clear water yeah and it was beautiful you're right like there were so many mountains and it was like yeah. It was like, those are vibes. We should go take yeah. pictures there because that, that place <laughs> is good. Uh, but yeah, no, I get it. One of these days, though. One of these days, though, Chica, because I'll take yeah, you up well, on that offer and float the Boise River. Yeah. Can we float the Clearwater River? Yeah, people float... People float the clear water all the time. They do, but there's but there's not but there's not like shuttles or things you rent. You just bring your own and then you float down. Well, usually one person will park at one spot, then they'll drive up to the next one, and then they'll just float all the way down. And is it like safe? Is there like rapids? Because the Boise River has like three little drops that are like minor. Um, there are there are rapids in some spots, but it's it's safe because people do it all the time, and people do it with like young kids and stuff. It's crazy, but oh okay, that's like that's like typical Idaho. You know, full of crazy people. <laughs> we might need to grab Teo and go do that. Cheek X one, yeah. one of these days, one of these weekends. All right. So um, I just want to say that we will have some Brown Sound stickers that are coming out soon. Oh, I yes. heart Brown Sound. Uh, and we yes. definitely want to show the love to our listeners. We have an event coming up soon. And we'll, you know, once we mm-hmm. finalize more details, we definitely want to advertise it because it's an opportunity for you to actually come and meet us and yes. you know, participate. In come and hang with the Brown Sound. Um, but um, hopefully we'll have some like merch or stuff to you know give away yeah. or like if folks are interested in purchasing maybe you can do that but um, Cheekex today switching gears uh, we chose a interesting topic one because um, you 
kind of touched on it a little bit earlier in, um, you know, supporting youth while you were in the Boys and Girls Club. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it before in other past episodes uh, with just even imposter syndrome because it relates to it. Yeah. And then also like, you know, just like owning, owning like your, your space, like just yeah. being authentically you in, in spaces mm-hmm. and navigating that. The topic we want to talk about today is mentorship. Ooh. So oh. from, from our lens as someone who's Latino, someone who's indigenous, native. Uh, well, let me ask you first. Do you have a mentor? Um, unfortunately, I don't think I have like a mentor mentor, you know, like someone who's helped me guide me through my career or anything. Yeah. Um, I feel like I do have like really good friends who offer like pretty solid advice. And, you know, obviously you being one of them, you're older than me. So you kind of like a mentor. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't have like a mentor. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to the career, I don't have one. Um, I mean, there are people that I've like made connections with that kind of help me in certain parts, but they're not, I wouldn't say necessarily like a mentor, you know? Yeah. I, 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 so do I have a mentor now that I can like go to for anything? Um, there's probably like a couple people. Like I do have a handful of people that if I needed mm-hmm. like clarity on something or if I was feeling something, um, I could definitely go to them. Um, yeah. I know when I was, as I was growing, as I was going through my uh, college journey, uh, you know, Lethia, I've talked about Lethia being a mentor for yeah. me. So she was our advisor for our um, the fraternity that I was a part of. So if you remember, I was a member of uh, Lambda Theta Phi, Lambda Fraternity Incorporated when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And that's a life thing. So I'm still, I'm, you know, I'm still a Lambda, but um, I was also part of many other student groups and you know when you begin to navigate college there's a lot of nuances and things that you don't understand from like throwing an event to like reserving room space um Mm -hmm. figuring out lodging we threw like a lambda conference for 11 chapters um that were coming from washington oregon california and idaho and i was able to do all of that thanks to the guidance and mentorship of like someone like lethia right Mm -hmm. and when i moved on from the University of Idaho, I still leaned into her for support and a few other yeah. people for sure. So like in terms of like that, I've, I can honestly say yeah, I've benefited from having mentors that are like me, that like understand like, my concerns. Yeah. And it, yes, definitely a positive experience. Now, now, like in my current role, I would think of my current boss probably as a mentor. He's not Latino, but he definitely understands or has that like cultural understanding. Um, And, you know, whenever I've raised concerns about, I don't know about this because I am, you know, brown, I don't know how people would receive it if I said this. And he will like encourage me to or like walk me through my like thought process of why do you think that way? Like, you know what I mean? And it's encouraging to me because uh, I don't have to think about the cultural stuff when I voice my concerns. I just feel like gets it. And that's really important to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, my parents are, are still mentors, maybe not in the way that I would, you know, for my career path, because they, they've never they haven't been through what I've been through. Yeah. But they've experienced other things um so i feel like i do have mentors but like for different aspects of my life maybe does that does that make sense yeah yeah i get it you know i think for me um my i think my college experience i probably would have had a way better college experience if i had a positive like native mentor or role model to look up to but unfortunately that wasn't in the cards i i think you know not to like call people out but there was just a lack of like there was just i mean i don't know it's i 
I don't know if this is like a native thing or, but I feel like sometimes some people will try to help you enough to where you're not going to surpass them maybe, or you're just going to, you know, they want to help you, but not like super help you, you know? So I feel like my experience with the, I think like the native leadership at the time, it wasn't positive and it was very toxic and like shady. So um, I think if I were to have that, you know, my experience probably would have been way completely different, you know, and who knows what would have happened but um i'm also one of those people that believes that everything happens for a reason like i absolutely like like my path is my path or whatever but but yeah no i i agree i think when it comes to like work though like like i shared with the episode with brenda you know unfortunately there's not a lot of native people in radio and there's not a lot of tribal stations out there i know for the most part our tribal station like network we do have contacts and we do like reach out and, and stuff but it's not to where like someone has like hey let me take you under my wing and let me help you out let me teach you yeah. these ropes. You know, when I got into radio, I had to figure it out by myself. You know, I and think, you know, thankfully, I am like a very tech savvy person and had to like, you know, trial and error everything. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird, you know, like having to be the one like obviously I, I wasn't the one that started the tribal station here. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like I am one of the like unforgettable tribal radio people here. You know, like and some of the people that worked here before, people already forgot that they've worked here. And so, I was, well, well, I'm like your friend I, too. I'm your friend too. So I would say you made it what it is. Like, let's be real. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And, and I and I understand. Like, I understand what I bring to the table, and my work, you know, speaks for itself. Yeah. But I I always think that like, man, had I had a mentor in this who knows you know but i kind of feel like also like sometimes i think if you just have like it like you have what it takes like you'll just get shit done and that's what i've done with with my job yeah um it's like trusting your gut but also that you know your work your work ethic and your effort and just because like your personality like the way that you engage with the community is not something that can be taught like you just yeah that's true it's an inborn thing that you've just always had and like as your friend i know it so when i remember when you first got the job and you told me about it i was like oh he's gonna kill it he's definitely gonna Mm -hmm. kill it and then before i knew it like all these cool things were being announced about the station and like what you had done so i i can attest to that chica because you are gonna be a great mentor for someone in the community who wants to do it yeah um i was gonna ask you in the perfect world what would a mentor a mentor be for you like how would that yeah how would that look like for you um i think and and, and really quick uh, because i have a follow-up question after that don't touch on any of the negatives of what a mentor is not Uh, just like what they would be yeah yeah oh okay so i think for me a perfect mentor would be if i could like duplicate myself and then like add some years to it and be like (laughs) hey daniel daniel senior daniel jr is here and help me out no no i think like for me like a perfect mentor would be someone who obviously is honest and you know someone who doesn't you know beat around the bush or claim to be something they're not um, I think a mentor for, especially like if I were to have a mentor in radio, I would think it'd have to be someone who has the same experience as me too, like growing up on the reservation, you know, being a part of a tribe and, and a community and understanding how to like still do our job with radio, but also still, you know, include and represent our community at the same time on the air. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm like, I'm not perfect either, but I, you know, I just joking about having like copy myself and having myself be my own mentor, but 
no, I think just, you know, I, I feel like I would rather have someone if I had like the perfect mentor would be someone who's just completely honest, real, you know, authentic. Don't yeah. pretend to be, you know, something you're not. Just yeah, <laughs> I I would definitely echo all of that. Uh, so if if I were to, to like summarize like what I thought a mentor was um, without saying everything that you did, because I echo that exact mm-hmm. sentiment, I would just say it's someone who like empowers me to Ooh, yeah that to like deep. push past the like uncomfort a lot of the mm-hmm. times a lot of us have doubts about like am i doing this right um mm-hmm. someone who says just trust your gut uh someone who says like it's okay if you mess up um mm-hmm. but i will have your back you know what i mean and yeah like just just those things mean mean everything like a mentor doesn't have to be involved in all the aspects mm-hmm. of your like experience But just having somebody that you can kind of echo your like sentiments that can give you the advice on the thing that you're like curious about or wondering about or like, Mm -hmm. how did you deal with this when this came up in your career or like in your life? All all that is is useful. It's beneficial. And mostly, if I'm being honest, the cultural aspect is a big piece for me. Like, yeah, for sure. That um, the cultural nuances uh, working in a predominantly like white environment that can be that can be something that you worry about they mm-hmm. won't get it if i say this they won't get it if i try to explain this part of my culture as it relates to this part of the work or like even with communication styles mm-hmm. or why i can't commit to this one thing or do something the way someone would do it um all those are things i definitely think about uh and that's why i'm i, I think that's why like i have been lucky enough to have bosses or people that i work with that get it um not too long ago in the past episode i shared with you about some like micro Regressions I was having at a previous oh, yeah. job that I was at, mm-hmm. and and it was really cool to have someone at that time that was a mentor available to me to say uh, that's not okay. One and two, your feelings are valid. You're not overthinking it. Let's make a plan to like address this, and that was that was pretty cool. It was pretty validating. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. I I like that what you said about empowering. I feel like that's a major key to being like an, a mentor or being in a space that you could like help somebody. That's yeah. like I feel like I forgot I forgot to mention that. Now. <laughs> 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 um, you know, I had a question too. You know, just kind of going off of what you know, all what we had written up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, what are some unique challenges? Challenges that Latino Indigenous individuals face when it comes to finding mentors and building professional networks. What has okay. been a challenge for you? You think I might get a little shady in this part? Um, Ooh, because... well, bring it on! We love shade. <laughs> um i know that in the i know that in our for our podcast the focus is always uplifting our communities but Mm -hmm. i want to touch on something that can be problematic um and i i feel like people should listen to this because then they might consider that like you know as they begin to engage with potential mentees um i've definitely had in the past you know folks or folks that i thought would be good mentors for me um and through action and words they showed me otherwise you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. it's hard because when Mm -hmm. you're in workspaces or even outside and you know that there's not many people that look like you in those spaces naturally you gravitate to those people right especially if they are in higher positions elevated positions administrative positions positions Mm -hmm. that have influence right um and so i i did have i did have a negative experience with someone that um you know ultimately was like clumping me with somebody else for like 
our behavior and generalizing comments to me and somebody else. Um, yeah, and I felt like I needed to address it. I was nervous as hell, but I I brought up um, I brought it up. I had a mm-hmm. conversation with them. I said, you know, I I have concerns that you're generalizing comments to me and somebody else when we're different people, and also mm-hmm. I have concerns that you know, essentially what I was trying to get at was that you're someone that looks like me and that we have friction, but that you also have an elevated position, right? Mm-hmm. Where I could look at you to be a mentor, I don't feel like I can, right? This situation or environment that you you're creating from my perspective is not helpful to me i don't that's not going to help me be successful here um and and before that this person had said some words like my perception or thoughts on you will what did he how did he say it he said my perception and thoughts of you will influence your ability to move up here at this institution that's that's what he said and that stuck with me it really bothered me um because i didn't feel like i didn't feel that connection connection and it it kind of Mm -hmm. hurt a lot because I had thought this could be a mentor for me I can learn so much and I was learning so much from them at the time Mm -hmm. Um, but anyways we squashed it we cleared the air um, kind of (laughs) we're good friends now uh, but uh, essentially like he cleared the air with me to say like I don't I don't think you're bad I don't think you're doing worse i don't hate you that wasn't my intention at all it might have just been like communication styles maybe but it's very problematic i think um for latinos uh to maybe communicate maybe that maybe that's what i'm getting at with this but um from a cultural perspective i feel like sometimes and this wasn't the case but what i've noticed before is sometimes like we've had that episode on crabs in a bucket where like we pull each other down um and oh and and sometimes it can feel a little bit like that right like Mm -hmm. that that kind of comment made me think of that like yeah do i do i not have a future here because i won't be able to move up now um or you know anything like that um and so Mm -hmm. I, i I just think that it's very it's very important how we treat each other that we have open lines of communication and whenever possible that we can say I'm I'm an ally for you um, I'm a resource for you right. someone you can lean into if you need the support and I've definitely gotten that um, from that person I was talking about I just had to use that example because we didn't start mm-hmm. off right yeah but not a lot of people can self advocate not a lot of people yeah. can address those things and then and then you're stuck so I you know I, I kind of see that yeah yeah i think too like i feel like this could also be like a cultural thing like sometimes when we address issues some people will take it as like like aggressive aggressive or like you're trying to confront them in an aggressive manner when you're like no hold up like we could still be professional and talk about an issue and and move on from it but you don't have to like i think too because sometimes you know with us brown people we come from these different backgrounds sometimes where we have to either if we do stick up for each other it's usually like it's going to end up you know probably in a brawl or there's going to be words (laughs) exchanged you know so i think sometimes it's hard when you're like in a professional position and then someone else who's some similar background and they might take it as like oh you're trying to check me you know like it's like hold up now i mean i will check you but i'll wait till (laughs) after work no well and then the other piece that i'm thinking um because i've seen this culturally like for latinos there's this mentality of i worked hard so you need to work as hard to prove that you belong here Mm. and that's something that i have a problem with because if you if you found if you worked hard to get to a space why not help everybody else get to that same space and together you can break the ceiling more right like there'll be more opportunities to have more representation um, Mm -hmm. of our people in those positions Um, and so Mm -hmm. we just need to see at the table 
table and let's help each other yeah. get a chair to pull up right yeah it's not it's not pie it's not finite amount of opportunities like we can all have it yeah yeah i agree I'm a, we we need a seat at the table. We need our own chair, our own glass of water, just kidding, our own <laughs> pen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's okay if everybody's having water, and I want to bring horchata. Like that's yeah. totally fine, right? Like that's my yeah. own. That's my own. Uh, me showing up in a space in my authentic self, right? Yep. Um. So, Chikex, what about for you? Like, what would you say? Um. For so for in- indigenous individuals to navigate cultural barriers uh or wait oh finding mentors and building professional networks um i i agree that i feel like there is a lot of uh crabs in a bucket mindset sometimes unfortunately you know i feel like it's very common for someone to feel intimidated if you are maybe younger and and kind of moving up in a way i i've experienced that like someone who i also thought i would respect and uh someone who i did at one point did well i mean i still respect them but i just have a different view of them because of like issues of like having a backbone you know i feel like that's a thing it's very common here with with unfortunately with my tribe like yeah um my tribe is very i mean without like putting the <laughs> putting our business on fort you know front street our tribe has an issue with accountability and so for me there's no reason for me to lie about anything or like i just would rather address the issue head on and sometimes with the older generation in my community who are in these like bigger positions if you kind of like address an issue or you know kind of not check them in a disrespectful way but just kind of check them like hold up like you're not going to talk to me no crazy because you're older or you've been here longer than me you know like um that's kind of been my experience anyways <laughs> like my job has been very it's it's been very rewarding and stuff but it hasn't always been easy behind the yeah. scenes i've dealt with people who are shady and who don't like me and make my job difficult so um yeah. but that's because i i think for me i've always stood up for myself you know like yeah i was bullied as a kid i ain't trying to be bullied as an adult you know so i think once i like started to learn how to like not fight back in like a way where i'm being disrespectful with my words but just being able to defend myself and get my point across and and you know me like i'm very quick with my words i'm pretty witty at times so so sometimes you know you just have to be like hey i'm gonna open this book and i'm gonna read it and read you just like (laughs) this book (laughs) But um, I, I think that's like one of our biggest barriers, though, as like native people. I mean, I'm not sure if it's all native people, but I know from my own experience, it's like the crabs in the bucket mindset is what really kind of holds us back at times when we could be doing a lot of great things if we just work right. together, you know? Right. And there there is a lot of considerations to have even with mentorship. So yeah. the situation I was describing earlier, like there's a lot of factors that go into maybe why there was like miscommunication. Um, but ultimately, I think like work ethic shows like, you know, like what you're coming from where you're coming from i feel mm-hmm. like the network uh that you build the genuine relationships that you foster all those things matter in forming like a good mentor right and if you don't start off on the right foot with someone obviously that's gonna re- derail like those efforts but i think just being open um understanding or coming from a a mindset of like people are just trying to do their best people are just mm-hmm. doing what they know they can do um and it may the difference from that person being a shining like um you know like stellar uh performer might be like just someone giving them the opportunity to have confidence um to have someone to listen to them and empower them 
to be better. And so that's that's what I would say. What mm-hmm. advice would you give to someone who is in a mentor um, relationship where the mentor is not a person of color? Like what advice Ooh. would you give them if they're listening for how to approach mentorship with their mentee? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I think my only advice would be like, I mean, I say this all the time, but just be yourself, be honest. Like, um, I feel like people who aren't honest, it always comes out anyways. Like some, I feel like a lot of times like people tend to like expose themselves if you just pay attention. So I think when it comes to the mentorship, I think as long as you're just like honest and in or like you said, empowering. um, Yeah. I think those are like the main two I can think of. Uh, I would add like that. It's okay to say like, I don't understand that. Can you explain it further? Yeah. I'm I'm not of your community, but I would like to learn more about like how, why you feel this way about this thing to understand. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean that, that would be empowering. Like sometimes like you may be close with your boss, but you may not be that close to share. I don't right. think you would understand if I tried to explain to you like yeah. why I, you know, this is bugging me or this is an issue. Um, also somebody who's very open to receiving feedback on the Oh, that's a big one. Big one. Right? Like mm-hmm. this this thing you said or did didn't resonate with me because but I would hope that the relationship is strong enough to just have that conversation or that dialogue um Mm -hmm. and for like a non-brown mentor i would also say uh you know do some research yeah google is free (laughs) google is free don't put it all on your mentee to teach you try to Mm -hmm. do some 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 if if the mentorship is that important to you and you know that it'll be helpful like put the work on you don't put it on your mentee to to do that because there is that additional work Mm -hmm. on a mentor there's that additional responsibility right and you don't need to have all the answers it's okay for you to also say i don't know but i have a network and i could tap into it Mm -hmm. and let's let's figure it out together like that is that is meaningful to me. Yeah. I remember I had this one supervisor who was, uh, she was white. And I remember she would make comments about the res and it would like back then, I feel like, you know, people got away with saying like right now it'd probably be considered a microaggression. But back then, like, I don't remember those terms really being big. Like, you know, people just got away with saying dumb shit all the time. And she would say things like just things where I'm like, holy shit. And you work with natives like how are you how have you not been like checked yet you know and i just i that was like my very first experience having like a supervisor who was non-native so for me it like took me back and then i was thinking at the same time like well she's a supervisor like i can't say nothing you know i was young and i'm like what do i say what do i do and then once we like kind of started saying like hey you can't say those things like you can't work in our community and talk bad about it you know (laughs) if you're not even from the community like hey only we can talk shit about our res because this is our (laughs) res you can't you right. know and yeah that was like my very first experience dealing with that and i just remember being like uh like and, and i was younger too so i was like more scared to like you know i was like yeah. well i don't want to get fired or something you know but yeah but yeah that's yeah it's interesting i can see that and that's one of those situations too where like if we crack a joke only we know like <laughs> yeah. historically um and like you know how that impacts our communities so there are some jokes that we might laugh because we're we're like taking back like that thing that's been said and laughing it off yeah, uh, but like if somebody else laughs at it, we're like, hold on now, like you're. Yeah, wait a sec. What are you laughing at? 
<laughs> yeah. I'm like, hold um, on. <laughs> let me ask you like a like a wrap up question to this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you've been a mentor to somebody? And oh. like, what's that like? Oh, um, I don't feel like I've personally like had like someone reach out and be like, hey, could you help me with this or mentor me through this? But I feel like I have. You know, since working with the youth lately and doing these different speaking engagements and, and workshops, um, I feel like I've offered a lot of good like advice to them. You know, like when I got to do the podcasting workshop with the Coeur d'Alene tribe, you know, um, for me, when one of the kids said like it helped them or my presentation helped like find the importance of like having your own voice, you know, like that to me was like, uh, like, OK, you know, I was like, it really made me feel good that I like helped like, a, a, like, you know, a native kid that not even from my community kind of like learned the importance of just having a voice and and having it like you know and so that to me was like i feel you know i i don't know it was just a really good moment but i think um i mean too like i mean there's been some kids i guess that have reached out and asked me stuff about the radio station and podcasting and different things i've done but i don't think i've had i don't have i haven't had one to say like hey could you mentor me with this but um i've worked with the youth in the past i worked with the boys and girls club and and yeah. our tribal children's home and so i i wouldn't say like i would be like a like a mentor or nothing but i there were times where a lot of the youth would reach out to me and vent to me and tell me things and you know kind of confide in me and stuff and just, i just would try to give them the best advice that i could at yeah. that time but now that i'm older um it's kind of crazy too because some of the kids that i used to like work with at the boys and girls club like the teen center a lot of them are now adults and so some of them have reached out and like you know just kind of like hey like you know this is what's going on in my life like you know what do you think or just some type of advice and things like that which is cool because it's like with the working at the boys and girls club on the res a lot of times because even for me as an adult i used to go to the boys and girls club and i remember my favorite staff till this day and it's cool because now i get to work with her in our jobs because she's the communications director for uh our clinic and her name's kara wilson and she's someone who was always like a great person like good heart friendly like uh had you know a heart for the youth and the community so now i look back and think like she was someone that was there for me and then yeah. so hopefully i could be someone like that for the youth that i worked with at the club you know that's one of those Absolutely. full circle moments but i think when you? i re- when i reflect on mentors uh i definitely try to emulate to like when i'm helping somebody out i'm like what are all the good things that i remember from people who helped me and how can i you know give that yeah. back um and so i i do believe that mentorship doesn't need to be official like we don't need yeah. the title we yeah. i don't need to be your mentor you don't need to be my mentee um but but as people who have like you know these opportunities that a lot of people in our communities don't have like whether it be mm-hmm. our job whether it be like presenting whether it be just sharing your story i do feel like you know you you have to be a good represent representation of your community yeah and when i was in a, a call when i was with admissions at one of the colleges i worked with i would tell students my story one to like demystify me being like a college recruiter to then say i have a similar background to some of you and i did go to college and you can too mm-hmm. and then it would be the sharing like how to get to college where to apply to scholarships like literally removing any barrier that i thought they would face to create that opportunity for them to have and that's something that i've that i try to do every day not just with like students per se but with anybody that i know my own family members Mm -hmm. um, my friends my colleagues if there's something i can do to make it easier right and empower somebody i want to do that that's why i say yeah i'm literally like i'm really i'm literally emoting like what i felt 
in the moment mm-hmm. of like having a mentor, quote mentor, official or unofficial, support yeah. me. And I'm I'm trying to live that every day. It's hard. Yeah. Because um, that's <laughs> a lot of pressure and that, you know, mm-hmm. nobody's asking to have, but it, it helps me, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. 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 Chigix, that's, you know, I, I feel like we shared a lot of good things today, a lot of good words. Yeah. I'm all, cheese, look at this. Just all sacred now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking uncles now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we were becoming the Theos. Everybody's yeah. Theos. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I guess moving on to, you know, wrapping things up and moving on to our next segment, we do have our language. Language lesson where this is your first time listening to the episode. We always share a language or a word or phrase in our native tongues. <laughs> so that is Nimi Putim or Spanish. <laughs> so with today, I'm going to teach y'all how to say money in Nimi Putim. So how to say Ooh. that is just Kitswe. Money, money, Kitswe. Chikex, yeah. do you got that Kitswe? <laughs> yeah. Yep, I'm like, give me the Kitswe. <laughs> right? Well, I'll sponsor like us with the Kitswe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Yes, we, you know, we need the kids. We want want money. (laughs) Um, So in Spanish, there's many ways uh, to you to say money. Um, Mm. There's a lot of slang, um, but like Mm. to formally say money, you would say dinero. Like, dinero. tienes dinero, chicas. Si, uh, yo tengo. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, si. And, and some slang that you may have heard in, like, um, you know, movies or in the media or, like, even in communities, if you're, like, you know, in, in the Latino communities, you might hear mm. baro. No tengo baro. baro. Yeah, I don't no have baro. baro. I don't have money. No tengo. Oh, no está el baro. Págame mi baro. Mm. Uh, feria. No está feria. la feria, güey. <laughs> yeah. Hey. No es la feria, güey. Um, and then plata is another word that's used. But, plata. Yeah. I always plata remember chico? hearing. <laughs> I'm gonna see. <laughs> I remember hearing plata a lot in um the Pablo Escobar series on Netflix. <laughs> I always remember hearing that. And I was like plata, plata, plomo. Yeah. <laughs> And and the words people use, you know, just really depends on like where from like Latin America people mm. are, like like the Spanish place that they come from. But it's pretty common to hear all those ways of saying money here in this area. So yeah. if you hear it, they're talking about money. <laughs> yeah, give us all the money. <laughs> okay, well, moving on with that, we are gonna do our shady questions round. Which, if this is your first time listening to our podcast again, we ask three shady questions. You could only skip one, so you get one free pass to not answer. But if you're feeling brave, you can answer all trace. <laughs> oh, and that just means so, three. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, okay, so the first question goes, brand names or generic? To you, Chikex, is it importante? <laughs> oh, okay. And that means important. <laughs> <laughs> and number two, would you date someone who is in between blessings? <laughs> um, you know. Okay, okay. Okay, and three, have you ever liked someone's parents more than them? <laughs> Like a friend, so you've either liked a friend's parents more than your friend. Huh. huh. Okay. Yeah, let's okay. do it, GX. Brand name or generic? Is it important? Uh you know, <laughs> I I are brand names important to me? No. Mm. Um, no. I the way I dress, I usually try not to show like big brand names across my clothes. And that's not me. But in your, in your Gucci shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I know. In my Louis Vuitton haircut. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
no i i just I, I guess i'm in the mindset of like if you buy quality products then you don't need to buy as often so yeah. you know i do like i will spend a little extra for like a coat yeah. um and there and Mr. there are some brands Mr. That I, face. <laughs> okay yeah i do wear a lot of north face but i've had a north face coat for like six years and i still use it mm. you know what i mean like it's just and then um there are some <laughs> shoes that are a little bit more comfortable than others so i mm. personally in the summer and i think you got me on them um or juan did i can't or both of you around the same time i um you know, I will buy me a pair of Burks every year. Yeah, they are because they. I do have flat feet. They, you know, mold to mm-hmm. my feet. I can walk comfortably. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. there's like some things that like there's go to mm-hmm. places for me. I and even thinking about clothes, like I know that I can buy jeans at Target that will fit me the way I like. So then, you know, like, mm-hmm. I will I will go to Target to get some jeans. So it okay. it kind of just depends, you know. Yeah. Not yeah, that important, yeah. but kinda. It just it depends. Yeah. Um, you like what, what you love. Like you, you know? like what you like, yeah. And I'm and I am privileged enough to be able to like get it. So that's the other piece yeah. too that I, you know, tú tienes dinero. I, I can, <laughs> not a lot, but you know, I I can occasionally get stuff mm-hmm. like that. that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> would you would you date someone who's in between blessings? So what is that? What is they that ain't got mean? a job. Just kidding. <laughs> would I date somebody who's in between blessings? Well, was I already dating them? Or like this is just <laughs> like would you just date someone like say I, would you date like if you say you're just meeting some girl and she's like oh yeah I, I don't have a job right now I'm just you know I'm looking and this is but... the first time I like we're meeting and we're talking <laughs> yeah like like, like she's okay. just telling you, like yeah I you know I'm I'm in between blessings right now <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right so I'm just gonna like think about myself if I was in between blessings the last thing on my mind is trying to date like I need to get a oh, job. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like life has taken a turn. Um, that, you know, for the worst at the moment, at that moment in my life, I mm-hmm. the last thing I should be focused on is trying to date. So oh. I feel like, oh. like, like, no, no, I would not. I would not. I would oh, say work, wow. work on yourself first. Wow. Um, now it's a little bit different if we're already dating and you oh, know, yeah, 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 that's different. you know what I mean? Do you know what that's cause that's different. Then I'm going to help right. and step in and, you but know, is there like a timeline to like, well, Hey, yeah, I mean, it can't be forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, I know you're in between blessings, but it's not time to get them blessings back. Right. Especially <laughs> if we're like, if we're splitting costs. Cause like that's, yeah. that's the financial burden of like supporting two people. Like mm. I mean, we'd be fine, but we, you know, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah it'd be, it'd be uh-huh. yeah. like we all got bills and it, it would be hard and bills but for someone you up. for someone but for someone you love of course you would do it of course you would like try to stick up and help you know what i mean yeah because there could be other reasons for why like they don't have a job like maybe yeah, they're true. ill or maybe you know and then we would make it work but yeah but yeah no it, it what i if no, no, I wouldn't because I don't think that's where your headspace should be at at the moment. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, um, have you ever liked someone's parents more? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good at connecting with moms. Um, oh, oh, I'm definitely good at connect. No, I mean, not <laughs> like I just moms love me and uh, single moms or no, kidding. no, I just, <laughs> I just kidding. <laughs> What kind of mom she gets? No, uh, no, but I just, uh, yeah, 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 like I would say yes, yes, mm-hmm. uh, but that doesn't mean I 
like hate anybody. That just yeah, you know, just yeah. click better. Just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's all I'll say to you. So what about <laughs> yeah. you? Um, for me, I mean, I don't think brand names are like it's not like the go to. Like, I don't think it's important. Like, I only wear brand names or not. But I do agree with you. Like, I will spend a little bit more on quality. So for me, like, I do usually. <laughs> I usually get like the new summer Burks every summer. You know, just because I'm like, oh, it's summertime. I got. I don't know why, but I'm like one of these people too. Like, I don't know why every event I feel like I have to get a new fit for, you know, like it's oh. weird. I just have this thing. It's like, even this for whiskey fest coming up, like I ordered like well, shirts already. Cause I'm like, well, you know, I don't want to be like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so wait really quick to, to kind of unpack that a little bit. Cause I, in Latino culture, whenever you go to like a birthday party, a celebration, even when school was starting, like mm-hmm. I remember my parents would always buy us new fits. Yeah. Uh, so do you think that's like a cultural thing or like, is this like, cause you don't want to be in the same picture on your like picture. <laughs> You know, the same outfit and all your pictures. Right? I mean, it could be both, you know, because okay. I feel the same. Like, I remember, like, during Christmas, you get a new fit or Easter or back to school or school pictures. Like, I remember getting new clothes for those. Or Right. Um, but for me, I think as I and also, too, for me, like the way my Instagram is laid out, I try to make sure if I wear the same shirt, it's not like back to back in all my pictures. It's like spread out a little bit, even though I don't yeah. think people really care. But that's just me. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I you know, I don't. I don't think brand names are important, but I do wear like, you know, something that's more comfortable. And then too, I'm a big guy, so I can't wear like the super like kind of cheap stuff because they usually don't make them in my size. So oh, yeah. if, I have to, if I have to spend a little bit more for like the bigger size and better quality, I'm going to because I want to be comfortable in what yeah, I wear. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and would I date someone who's in between blessings? <laughs> I, I'd probably agree. Probably not. You know, um, I don't think I would like want to have to support someone, you know, like like for me, yeah. I, I'm I'm very attracted to like uh like motivation and like like motivation. driven. <laughs> I'm motivation, no, yeah. but I am like I feel like that's a very attractive trait for women to have too. Is like yeah. to be goal oriented and like wanting to like do all these things yeah. too, like chase the bag together. You know, yeah. Uh, so for me, I mean, if I was like a super, you know, maybe the podcast, you know, one of these days we become millionaires off the podcast, and I, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, taking. Right. but that's just me I don't know. If, but do but there's a difference between like getting taken care of um and not having like goals yeah, so i think that true. would play a factor um you know and definitely like children play a, uh, a factor as i know oh, like yeah. members in my that's family true. sometimes there'll only be one person working but that's just because like the reality is childcare is expensive and yeah for sure if, you know what i mean like the the costs outweigh the the benefit here of like yeah. should we both have a job or not so but those are decisions yeah. you're making together as a couple yeah that's not in between blessings yeah no and i think too like you know if you have the means to do it and if that's what works for you then go for it Who cares what other people say if you're in between blessings or not you know um and have i ever liked someone's parents more than them yeah i definitely i feel like i had one point in my life i had a really good friend well i wouldn't say really good friend i had a (laughs) friend who was like kind of a shitty person but i enjoyed their mom's like vibes more like their mom was super cool down to earth very like loving but then their friend goes (laughs) (laughs) i'm uh well yeah just kidding (laughs) Uh, but yeah no i feel like yeah i've definitely enjoyed some people's parents more than, than, than them. themselves yeah yeah okay yeah, no, that's good are, these weren't that hard these were good, like, yeah they weren't hard work. but they were a little funny shady a little bit <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> no, uh, that's, anyways that's 
Yeah, GX. I I just want to say that you know we we've been having such a good time with podcasts. I yes, I was yes. talking to my one of my close friends about like just the opportunities that we've gotten. I'm like, yeah, we wouldn't have met a lot of the people that we do pull some of our close friends in because it's like mm-hmm. easy to get your friends to come in and talk on the yeah, show. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's also this piece of like just being comfortable or feeling at home. Um, so I, I can see how it could be nerve wracking for folks that you know aren't our close friends and we have come mm-hmm. on here, but um. I just feel like everybody we've worked with and have, have been on the show have just been like really good. Like, yeah, we learn a lot. We have a different Very perspective smart. walking out of like the episode. And it's like, I, this was valuable to me. Like I'm getting yeah. so much out of it. Uh, for sure. So it's, it's been, it's been really great. Um, long hours, uh, late, <laughs> late nights, uh, <laughs> Having to constantly crank out content is definitely yeah. a lot, but it's, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't have it any other way if there wasn't with like a close friend. So, you know, yeah. definitely make this work well, worthwhile. Yeah, cheek kicks. I'm going to do that again. Yeah. I'll get it, you're like, yeah, I'm like, good to me contigo. Yeah. The chisme is always good over here at the Brand mm-hmm. Sound. So. It is. So, um, um, well, we hope to have uh, some special announcements to y'all soon. Yes, stay very, keep them eyes peeled to our Instagram because we'll be announcing some big moves here uh, within these next couple of weeks, which I'm very excited for. I've even like, I've even was telling Betsy, I was like, I think I want to like start, you know, eating healthier. I can try to lose a little pounds before, you know, (laughs) like I just, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, you just, I'm excited for what's going to happen. So yeah. Yeah. I'm on that same kick too. Should we just Mm -hmm. get buff and like, well. <laughs> well, I say that. Um, well, as soon as we make enough money from the show, Cheek X, yeah, can, uh, healthier, healthier and, choices, uh, right? Yeah, we can yeah, we yeah, can be yeah, on the move yeah. with that. Not that that's important, you know. Like you're perfect the way you are. If you're listening, I'm not saying <laughs> yeah, no, change, for sure. but yeah. you know, elevate thing uh, in a way that makes you happier. I guess. Yeah, so whatever makes you feel better, yeah. that's that's important. Who cares what I don't people say? Yeah. You know? Have you ever? But for me say, personally, I'm just like I would, you know, you know, losing a little pounds here, my you know. <laughs> Yeah. wouldn't hurt but oh same chick x i want to ask you have you ever heard the the phrase whatever floats your boat <laughs> yeah what oh, water <laughs> uh you mean water <laughs> yeah. uh, uh well, what else would float my boat <laughs> yeah. Yeah. uh they don't just hover <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's also like a backhanded compliment. So like, yeah, well, whatever floats your boat. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's kind of like great. it's it's kind of like what I say when people are like, don't make sense. Like, if it makes sense to you, then go for it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it it don't have to make sense to nobody else but you. So if it makes sense to you, then I I it. like that, and also like a good. Uh, well, I appreciate your perspective. Yeah, <laughs> that, that one's a. Or one's always a one. think like the oh, that's nice. You know, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I love that for you. Yeah. <laughs> for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Chick Well, you know, just I guess to wrap things up today, um, you have any closing and last thoughts, any last words of encouragement for the Mamayats? No, for the youth. Yeah. 
Yeah. No. So first of all, I do want to say thank you to anyone who has ever imparted wisdom on me, who has, Mm -hmm. you know, provided some wisdom, who has empowered me to feel comfortable in my own skin, to own my Mm -hmm. own space. Um, Y'all have y'all and challenge me too, because that's important. Mm -hmm. Like it can't always just be roses and rainbows. Uh, People who challenge you (laughs) to be in discomfort, uh, because that's where you grow. I feel I honestly do feel that. And Mm -hmm. so I I want to thank all the people that because the topic is mentorship i want to i want to thank all my mentors um mm. even if it wasn't in an official title or not um and the people that helped me today uh, and be that people that are latino that look like me or not um, yes, it definitely means so much to me that you had a part in in my journey to being with where i'm at today and i mm-hmm. hope that i can be that for the youth for my family for my friends i i hope to put give that back i guess is what i'm getting at so that's what yeah. i would say as a closing thought yeah for me you know definitely same you know i appreciate all the people who have helped me along the way and who have you know not been shady and take me in and teach me the ropes you know i do appreciate people like that and hopefully one day you know i do hopefully you know hopefully I do inspire some of my youth uh in my community to like want to pursue yeah. radio or things like i've already been getting an, a lot of like interest already so that that to me is like it means a lot that people are yeah. like oh wow you actually do have a cool job you know so i'm like i do no <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, other than that, you know, um, yeah, I just want to say thank you to all of our supporters out there, all of our listeners and the followers, our new followers. And too, when we post like a questionnaire fun reindeer game on our Instagram, interact <laughs> with us. No one ever interacts with us. I'm like, geez, uh, don't be shy. You know, we don't bite. We might shade you, but we don't bite. No. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I wonder. Yeah, I do wonder if someone's like, I don't want to post anything because then I'm going to yeah. end up on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no uh, but but yeah and you too, might and you might, you might. we're not gonna throw your name out like you yeah. know you make it interesting and funny <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know with that being said if you haven't yet give us a five-star rating we feel it deep mm-hmm. down in your tamina in your heart in your corazon <laughs> if yeah, you fill it in that. if you fill it in your heart to do that please do so you can do that on spotify you can leave a comment on spotify now yeah. um, apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to us at and if you see me at whiskey fest this weekend buy me drinks <laughs> get me lit no <laughs> But yeah, other other than that, y'all stay safe out there. Drink plenty of water because it is hot AF up here in Idaho right now. It's like in the hundreds. So hopefully people are staying hydrated. And, uh, you know, this isn't the summer for organic deodorant, you know, so. (laughs) Yeah, the natural deodorant, it don't work, people. It don't work. This ain't the Uh, summer for that. um, Sorry, Jake. Are you okay? Your cigarette cough? (laughs) Sorry, Uh, Javi's a smoker now. No. No, last thing I was going to say is uh, definitely make sure to follow us on Instagram at oh, uh, yes. Brown Sound Podcast. Yes. Um, and, you know, we will stay on being us. And uh, <laughs> we, will, we will see you uh, next time. Adios. See you later. Cut to yow yow. And muchas gracias for listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We had a blast with you all today and make sure to tune in next time. To follow us more closely, check us out on Instagram at the Brown Sound Podcast for partnership opportunities or just want to get a hold of us, you can shoot us a DM on Instagram. Disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and hosts only.